Welcome to Seers, Beers, Knowers, and Doers, a podcast about intuition. Do you know what that is? Intuition to me is that inner sense or knowing that something is true, and yet I have no proof. But there's so many definitions, and there's so many ways it can come. I'm looking to bring together and share with you some amazing guests who have some amazing life stories and also some insights into how intuition can come. And I'm looking to gather those crows in the trees. I hope you're one of them. I hope that this podcast inspires you to be more connected to your intuition. And I hope that by doing that, we make the world a better place. Thanks for coming on this journey with me. Before we get started today, I would love to share some tools with you to help with stress and feeling overwhelmed, especially for the energetically sensitive person. Feel free to go to my store on my website at www.healingvitality.ca. Thanks so much for coming on this journey with me. So I'm super excited today because I have connected with an reference in a way from another podcast Lynn Kearns and Hannah reached out to me and I said absolutely when I took a look at her website I saw that we are exactly the same in some way that we're going to get into in this podcast I think so thank you so much Hannah for joining me today I'm so excited to be here if you could let the world know a little bit more about you, that would be fantastic. Awesome. I think of myself in terms of my roles first, which is mother, wife, business owner. I think of myself as a dreamer and a seeker. And I think the beginning of the journey that makes sense for this conversation might be the beginnings of becoming a business owner. So I grew up a dancer. And I was in college at the time, and I kept changing my major, like, every semester. I was kind of getting nowhere. And my job as a dance teacher kept ramping up. And I remember driving home, I think it was, like, a Saturday night from the dance studio after doing private lessons all day. And I was so excited thinking about all the people I just worked with and what we were going to do next. And then that next song I was going to pick out and... I just had a moment where I thought, what am I doing in school? Like, if I love this this much, to have worked all day and to be driving home late at night and still feeling so inspired, I should give it a go, like, as my job job. And so I'm sure that my mom at the time was, maybe she was used to it at this point, I don't know, but I can imagine now as a mother, if my kids came to me and went, if I'm dropping out of school and I'm starting a business, I know I'm only 21, but I swear I can do it. Be like, whoa, 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 whoa. Um, but my mom co-signed on a loan for me and I started a dance studio and the passion piece of it was there. My abilities as a teacher were there, um, but the business side of things, took me a minute. I can remember like my first W-2s were not looking very great as you can imagine and I met my husband and I call it the ramen noodle diet. I was on the ramen noodle diet at the time because I was making hardly any money. I was doing this thing that I loved but yeah I think they were like 23 cents at the time so I was eating a lot of those and my husband and I had our first kiddo 
and I realized like diapers, they're expensive. And so is daycare, which I needed in order to be able to continue working. But the daycare ended up like costing more than I was actually making. So we sat down at the dinner table one night and my husband was like, honey, if you're not making any money, it's more like a hobby, you know, it's like not really a job. And so I had a little reckoning with myself. It's like, is it time to let go of this work that I loved and maybe stay home with my son? Or is it time to get serious about the business side of things and figure out how to turn this passion project into an actual um, business? So I chose the latter and figured it out. Um, And that has become a big source of pride, like building the business to a point of stability and success. It's like what my family and I needed, but it came with the unexpected benefit eventually of the flexibility to explore so many of my other interests. Because I think this might be true for most people, but especially for me, um, you know, I've been at the dance studio for, um, I think about 20 years now. And I still love so many aspects of it, but I have so many other interests. And so being able to kind of make my own schedule and to put my CEO hat on as I get older and as the business grows, yeah, it's allowed me to go on lots of adventures and educational adventures are my favorite. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So when you mentioned the eclectic combo of things that I do, um, I did them all with the dance studio running in the background. So I trained as a life coach I fulfilled my dream of becoming a horsewoman. I had a an effort moment when I was 29 and said, I've always wanted to do this and I'm not too old, dang it. Um, and then not long after that, I had a horse and then I trained as an equine coach and then I did a yoga training and started my education in human design like in the middle of the pandemic. So it's allowed me to always be up to something and that I am incredibly grateful for. Very cool. And be a mom. Just saying. Absolutely. Well, and to inform people uh, about the way that we're exactly the same, when I was reached out, I went and said, oh, who is this person? And I went on her website and there's a human design chart sitting there. And I'm like, I recognize those numbers. And then I'm like, they're like exactly the same numbers as mine in our purpose, I think is what it is. And uh-huh. I, I'm not, I haven't studied human design per se. And I, but I run across a few people's charts we've shared in different communities and things like that. And I, I didn't know how prevalent it was, if at all, to share the exact same numbers in a pattern that was related to our purpose. And so when I saw that, I called her, I called Hannah up and I was just giggling. I was laughing with, like, I didn't even say hello. I was laughing. I had to call her right away because I'm like, okay, we're the same. God, what's the chances? <laughs> and so that serendipity led us here. And I was like, okay, there's so much more to sharing the same purpose, but I could see how you're, if, if you look at the breadcrumbs that you've taken it's just really interesting that there's, it's been about your personal journey by the sounds of things, but it's also been for a greater good as well. There seems to be two parallel lines running there. Is that true? Yeah, I hope it's true because those, yeah, the greater good is something that I hope that all of my work 
the world for. So can I go back and ask what those majors were that you were trying to pursue to fit in the box? Yes. I can't remember maybe where I started. I think I went in sort of like general education and then I declared sociology and then I spent uh, a summer in the business college and very quickly decided after all those economics classes, I was like, never mind. (laughs) I I do think even then I had uh, the desire. I knew that I eventually wanted to own my own business. So I thought, oh, maybe a business degree will help. And I ended my college career. I know in the education department, I thought maybe I would be a school teacher. I think in the end, I ended up right where I was meant to be. Right. I'm um, still in education and business in some sort, but without any formal education. Right. Right. And the reason why I'm asking that is because people can definitely hopefully see the parallels with what you chose to chase in terms of your education in the formal setting and what you actually are doing in the real world. And I, I love when that happens because that to me shows there's a knowing of an inner radar of like just bouncing up against things, even though they may not be like exactly what you're supposed to do, you're still bouncing up against the topics and getting exposure. And I think it's just sometimes in the wrong structure. And so I think a lot of people can resonate with that feeling of being wrong because they're in the wrong place, even though they're, touching the right thing does that make sense it makes so much sense and I'm having a moment right now because I've never had anybody reflect that back to me so clearly and when you used the word I think breadcrumbs earlier I'm like that's exactly what it was it was bumping up against maybe some of the quote-unquote correct things that was without the correct structure for me and I know your podcast is all about intuition and it's like clarifying for me in this moment that it's always been alive in me and it was then and I eventually found my way. Mm-hmm. Thank you for that. Mm-hmm. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. It, I don't know. This is something that has been happening a little bit more and more for me as I'm, I'm looking at people's paths or lives or situations or what they're looking to create in the world. And it's like, I just see, poof, it's just like I'm staring at it and I'm able to put it in words. So this is new to me, but you're the third person in the last week that's clarified that part for me. So this is exciting too. Very cool. So intuition and what you do can grow and expand, which is why I'm even bringing my epiphany up, is that we don't have to make it happen. Like it will just happen. So thank you for that gift, Hannah. You were like the third. It's like I have to pay attention now. Anyways. I love what that happened. Too cool. So can you go into a little bit more? I know when we talked a a little bit about just getting to know each other before the call when we had our chat last week, I wrote down, oh my gosh, how to approach people and parenting and business with human design. And you had shared, and maybe you don't want to share this on the larger platform or not, but you, like you had shared some situations with your own awareness of understanding human design a little bit deeper and how it's impacted your world. Would you mind sharing a little bit about that? No, I would love to. I actually have thought that through a little bit. Okay. I think I can share in a way that... Generally. My kids won't hate me for it later. Generally. <laughs> Generally. Yeah. Yeah. 
when it comes to human design, would you like me to describe it a little bit first? Sure. For that doesn't know what human design is. Absolutely. Sure. Please do. Okay. So human design is, I think of it as a tool for self-awareness and for living purpose. You've used the term blueprint before, so it provides this blueprint blueprint for how we are quote unquote designed to use our energy and express our gifts and it kind of shows you how to work and communicate and make decisions and connect with others in a way that's most effective for us like for us as individuals so it's a combination of astrology which is where you and I share the same incarnation cross which is our purpose here we share that based on the astrology piece of human design and then it pulls in the I Ching, the Kabbalah, Tree of Life, the chakras. So it's a lot of ancient wisdom kind of just built down into this cool system for self-awareness. And it's kind of based on the belief that we are all unique for a reason. But we find ourselves within societies and systems that ask us to conform everywhere we turn and that leads disappointment and frustration and anger and bitterness and I like to explore what the world might look like if we all embraced our unique roles and the unique roles of others it brings up questions like what would our relationships look like in that case what would our communities look like how would they feel like more peace we might feel more successful life might be more satisfying and delightful and that's how human design for me has impacted my life when it comes to how I bump into other people energetically. It's been a huge awareness for me. Yeah, when I think about specific examples, I think of my children. So my son is a generator and my daughter is a projector. And before I knew that, I used to worry about my daughter not being as active as my son. Like, she could happily spend a Saturday snuggled up in her bed with her book, and I would be thinking, get outside, get some exercise. Like, as a mom, I'm concerned with my kids' health. And I read all about projectors and went, oh, she literally does not have the same access to life force physical energy as my son does, which is why my son is always outside shooting baskets and running around on our four-wheeler and he like he can't sit still and my daughter needs the time to rest and recuperate and so it allowed me to stop worrying and judging so much and really embrace the unique energetic blueprint of my kids and even if you can imagine just erasing the worry in a relationship and start trusting that my kids can use their own intuition and awareness of their own bodies to give themselves what they need has been empowering for them too, I think. So it has improved our relationship in, in big ways. I mean, I think it's an awareness to have awareness as a parent that there's tools to apply that can support parenting. Cause there's no blueprint. There's no rules. There's no guidebook on parenting. <laughs> oh. I was talking to my mom this morning about that same thing. She was saying, why is it that we get plopped down here without any operating instructions? Like, I know, I know. So it's like we're all kind of reaching for tools that are available to us to see what works and what can help us make sense of it all and feel like we are offering something good to the world. Yeah, well, and to 
combine what you're combining in your work. I think it's cool how you've got movement aspects and the life coach aspect and the human design, which is kind of an underpinning to those things to give people their awareness of which things work for them in the world. I just, it just fascinates me. It fascinates me. And that you were open to, to applying it in ways to make your life kind of have more ease is, is really, really cool, I think. So, yeah, thank you for sharing that. And hopefully it can give people a spark if it resonates with them to go go check out what they need to to learn more about human design or or just following and not judging choices they've made in the past because we don't have to worry that all those situations and people we bumped up against or all the, the choices we made maybe weren't wrong, even though they seem like a societal failure or something, you know, like it's, yeah. it's so not, it's so not at all. It's just, it's just a place that we had to be. I love that. And it, isn't it true? Sometimes the constructs that we measure ourselves up against are not actually real. When you were just talking about maybe the choices that we've made weren't wrong. I think Another human design example was my husband. So he's a manifesting generator and a common wounding for manifesting generators that grow up, especially in the West. And again, in my husband's generation, especially too, it's like get the job and work your way up the ladder and then put all your money into your 401k. And then one day you'll get to retire and actually have some fun. And he did not follow that path, which is not surprising now that I know his human design. He has had a lot of different careers over the years. And I think figuring out that he was designed to do that allowed him to have a lot more acceptance for his path and where he is now. And that is like a way more empowering place to be. And those validations and permission slips are one of my favorite things to give people. It's so true. The, 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 the word permission you just used... It's so potent. Mm. So potent. So how does intuition come to you? Intuition comes to me when I think about it from a human design perspective. I think about what's called my authority, which is Lenick. And it operates quickly. And I would call it I get hits or pings or all of a sudden I'm, you know, moving in a direction that I didn't consciously decide. That's one way mine shows up. And then I also have an open emotional center, which means I feel other people's feelings a lot. And I pick up on a lot of information that way, I think. So I think all of us have a sense sometimes, like the example I always think of is walking into a room and you kind of get a sense of the vibe, like, oh, something just happened here. I'm not sure what it is, but maybe I'll go grab a coffee and come back those feelings for me I think are heightened so it's interesting to think about my intuition through human design lens I don't know if I would have been able to say it as succinctly if I didn't have that framework if without that framework I would say sometimes I just know and I often when I'm in a more um, consciously meditative state I see a lot too I see a lot of visualizations I can't always make sense of them, but I see a lot of them. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I think that's how it shows up for me. 
I love that you can't make sense of them. That's so freeing because so many times, because of what we've been taught, we need to understand and make sense of things. And yet, on the intuitive side of life, like understanding is sometimes like a place that paralyzes us. Yeah. It's sometimes we don't even need to understand. So I love that you get visions that you don't understand (laughs) and it's okay. Like, thank you for sharing that. Yeah. I can take guesses. Yeah. It also makes me think of one of my yoga teachers was the first person who said that in your intuition won't always be quote unquote right. And I always, you were kind of talking about putting pressure on like, on ourselves to understand our intuitive knowing. Mm-hmm. And I feel like this is another flavor of that where some of us are searching for that intuitive knowing so that it will be quote unquote right. So we'll make the right choice. We're moving the right direction. And I feel like if we can release that pressure from our intuition as well, because who knows what will be quote unquote right in the end, like our intuition may lead us down a very windy road. And only in hindsight will we be able to understand it all or make sense of it. Mm. And so releasing that pressure has given me a lot of freedom, too. Mm. Hadn't thought about it as a pressure, but that is so good. That is so real. In the hindsight part. Yeah, it is. Hindsight's wonderful. Thank you so much for sharing that. So do you have any stories about where intuition has shown up in your life? Besides what you've already shared? I think the biggest ways intuition has showed up in my life relate to all of the little adventures I've gone on. Like before I know it, I'm signing up for that class or I'm buying that plane ticket or I'm selling our house and moving outside of town so that I can have my horses in the front yard. It's like I can imagine from the outside looking in some of my friends and family going, oh my God, like what is she up to now? Always doing something but I think all of that has been guided by my intuition and in my day-to-day life I feel like it has served my relationships like my spidey senses or I I think of them as like picking up on the vibes you know in my relationships it feels really helpful to be able to pick up on how the people around me are feeling I'm thinking of my husband specifically it invites conversations about how are you is something going on and he's tuned into me in the same way so a simple way that it shows up for me is saving us but getting too far down the road without communicating about something that might be up for us so that we can just nip things in the bud a little bit as we go and it's helped us have a much healthier stronger marriage and that I'm really grateful for yeah That's a way that people don't always think of intuition as showing up or being able to impact their relationships. Yeah, that not only being a parent, but being married is a whole thing to navigate. And I love how you have been able to gain awareness through not only your intuition, but also your intuition that took you into human design, but also being able to, like you say, ride the vibe of knowing when something is going to be received or when when is the time to say how are you that's really nice to be able to put that out there is there anything else you'd like to share with everybody I think a lot of my work revolves around working with 
people who are similar to you in that they have felt this longing inside themselves for something. Like, wasn't life supposed to be a little bit more beautiful than this? Like, what are we doing here? Sometimes they're clear on what it is they want to bring to life, but they're just scared. And I guess I know so many people who have had that experience that when I get the chance, I love to just say that I believe that there's always a way to be moving in the direction of that longing that is inside of us. I feel like it's there for a reason and that there is always a way to move in that direction. It might not look exactly how you think it will look. A lot of my clients have like the big vision in their mind and they're not sure how to get you know, from where they are now to where they hope to head and piecing out the little ways to move in that direction allows you to enjoy the journey and to start letting some of that life, like letting it move through you, letting those things that want to move through you come out. And so I guess if I want to say that more succinctly, I would just say that, yes, you really can. Now's the time. Now's the space. The quote access consciousness. Yeah. I find that the incubator we've been in has created opportunity for people to to even have an awareness of what that longing might have pieces to it. Maybe not the whole thing, but as pieces to that longing. And it's given us, in some cases, the it's lit a little bit of a fire, even though we've had to sit with the embers maybe some of us longer than others, or it's at least given a little bit of a spark to maybe I could, right? Maybe that is possible. Maybe so giving people permission again is what you're doing to, to follow their dream, follow what's coming up. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Very cool. Well, this has been wonderful, Hannah. Thank you so much for everything you've shared. I hope that people will grab the nuggets and do what they follow their own intuition about it and give them awareness and maybe smooth out some of their relationships and even their relationship with themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Until next time. Thank you so much for giving us your time today. We truly appreciate our guests for sharing their stories and insights about how intuition has impacted their lives. And I'm so grateful for Peter Trainer for his time in giving me this original music. It's now your turn. It's your turn to listen and act on your own intuition and help make the world a better place. Until next time, keep seeing, being, knowing, and doing. If you like this podcast, please share it. If you want to find others like it, go to www.healingvitality.ca or wherever you would find your podcasts. We would love to have you join us on this journey. Come be a crow sitting in the tree. Be part of our community.